0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watch, episode number 253. Glad you could join us again on this beautiful Tuesday. I'm Corey Shrette, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Good to be here. Change it up this week. We're doing a documentary for the love of Spock. Yeah,
1: that's exciting.
0: Yeah, this is one of the movies, I I will say up front, that I did want to see for a while now. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And also, I'm like, hey, look, this is available to watch. Let's put this in our list and see how it goes. I'm glad you did, though. Okay, so apparently you got his review, but you'll find out my review later. <laughs> All <laughs> right, but before we start that, let's start with the stories here, and uh, let's go back in time with James Cameron and Aliens.
1: Yeah, this was a shocker. I uh, found this story today. Uh, apparently, uh, James Cameron is trying to revive Neil Blomkamp's Alien sequel. He said while doing the upcoming while doing press for the upcoming manga adaptation of uh, Alita Battle Angel, Um, James Cameron spoke with IGN and was asked towards the end um, if once he's finished working with the upcoming Terminator movie, if he would give Neil Blomkamp a call about the Alien franchise. And then Neil Blomkamp, as you know, uh, has been long rumored to have an Alien film as his next project, but then it was kind of shot down and saying, no, that's dead. It's not going to happen. So a lot of, uh, you know, Blomkamp fans were really want, looking forward to seeing that. Um, and that movie was supposed to take place, you know, um, right after James Cameron's Aliens and it was supposed to ignore Aliens 3. Thank God. And uh, what Cameron said about the subject is, I'm working on that. So that's all he said. You can take that however you think. Uh, what do you think, Corey?
0: First of all, if you don't get Sigourney Weaver, Never mind. Yeah. Secondly, if you're doing it right after Aliens, it's been literally 30, what, two years, 33 years. She's going to look a little bit older than she did in Aliens. That's very true. I mean, they can do a
1: lot with uh, technology. I was
0: going to say, James Cameron with his, with his, uh, um, what's that stupid film? (laughs) Avatar special effects and stuff. He probably could do something to make her look like she's, you know, basically the same age as she was back then. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed Aliens. I think it would be great to see James Cameron getting another Aliens movie out there. Get back to get back to the franchise the way it used to be. None of this A V P, uh, this prequel, whatever you want to call it, stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because so Gordon Weaver made the Alien series.
0: Yeah, so pretty much. Agreed. If it wasn't for her, there would be no no series.
1: Right. To totally dismiss her and all these prequels and stuff like this, it doesn't have the same charm, the same feel. So to see Sigourney Weaver in another Aliens film is exciting to me. It is, but I'm not as excited as I think I should be. And I think part of it is, this is my theory anyway, uh, Sigourney Weaver has been working with James Cameron in Avatar, Mm -hmm. the sequels. So they've probably been talking a lot about it. and like you said you mentioned avatar having all that technology and the ability to make people photorealistic to make her look like she did back then i think would blow people well,
0: away well we i mean let's, let's talk about uh, guardians of the galaxy volume 2 with um kurt russell yeah that was really good i mean they did it in tron too but it wasn't as good but they got better with they did galaxy mm-hmm. Gal- galaxy uh, volume 2 that looked like you know Kurt Russell from the 80s. That was mm-hmm. spot pretty much spot on. I mean, you can see a little bit. I think now with the technology, they probably could make Sigourney Weaver look like she's in her 30s again.
1: And see, uh, James Cameron loves that kind of stuff. He geeks out on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Well, they, it took him 10 years to make um, Avatar because the tech he hadn't had invented the technology yet to do what he wanted to do. Exactly. So yeah. he's got the geeky tech side of him in that. And I could see it going on. And if James Cameron's behind it, it could be amazing. Because uh, to me, Aliens is the best movie. And of course, that's the James Cameron movie in the in the franchise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that'd be kind of good to see. So speaking of James Cameron and sequels, <laughs> there's my segue. Of course, he's working on the sixth Terminator film, which is actually the sequel to the second Terminator film. Because the other ones don't exist, which I agree. Uh, because one and two are James Cameron films. And of course, he wants to continue with that. Uh, He was making, sharing a little bit of tidbits while he was doing the publicity rounds for Alita Battle Angel. Surprise, surprise. And right now, the tentative title for six is called Terminator Dark Fate. Of course, that's not the, that could not be the official title. It could change from now to then, but that's what they're going with as of right now. And they're also talking about Arnold being, you know, he's of course a Terminator again, but he, according to this, he says, quote, Arnold's back and he's bad. He's a different Terminator than you've seen before. I mean, literally, he's a different ch- chassis number, but he also has a very different guy than the one you've seen before. So we're not going back to the Hasta la Vista baby type of Terminator. And I don't think we're going to go back to the the killing machine from the first one. I think we're going to get something even darker.
1: So he's basically... One of the Terminators that was shelved or something, and they found him.
0: Well, maybe. yeah, well they're saying it could be something like the the technology be from the T T one thousand. I mean, because the first one was the T eight hundred, and then it was the T one thousand in the second movie. So it could be like a T two thousand or oh, I don't know. They put, could throw a number in there because you got to remember the Terminators are the bad guys. You know, I mean the ones right. ones programmed from two forward were reprogrammed by
1: humans. Da 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 So. I think it'd be kind of cool to make Arnold a bad guy again. But I mean, I kind of liked the Arnold that knew Sarah Connor and knew uh, Edward Furlong, you know. Yeah,
0: but you got to remember, though, when you go, I, even though I don't like to acknowledge him, you go to three, it's a different Terminator. He doesn't have all those little idiosyncrasies the second one had. You know, they yeah. have to relearn it. But on the other side of the coin, what if she sees the Terminator and she's excited to see him and also he starts shooting at her?
1: Because uh, you remember the second,
0: you remember the second one. She was freaked out about it, and then all of a sudden, he's like, "He's a good guy." Okay, cool. So the third one comes around, like, "Oh, there's the Terminator again." Hey, yeah, he's here to help me. All of a sudden, uh, uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that James Cameron and Linda Hamilton are back to do this, I'm super excited. I am too. I mean, I'm excited, and the f- because I've always been a fan of those films, the first one and the second one. And when I found out a couple years ago, James Cameron was getting the rights reverted back to him i'm like yeah go back go back and do what the movie you should have
1: done right he's like forget about all these reboots and stuff i have the real reboot
0: well that's that was the thing too and i remember when i watched the first one back back in 1980 whatever i watched it was after it came out in the theaters and i remember watching the scenes from the future and i'm like oh those robots are really cool i can't wait to see the future and then we get to two and i'm like oh boy i can't wait to see the future and three, I say the same thing. And then we get to four, and am like, oh, this really sucks. What took this long to get to this crap? <laughs> I don't want to see the future now. No, no I don't. I wanted <laughs> to see James Cameron 1984 version of the future, not not this crappy fourth film with Christian Bale in it. future. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. That was horrible. Yeah. I've seen them all, and yeah, that, that was horrible. Um, November 1st, this comes out, and I want to see it that weekend if possible. Ooh, I want to see this. I will take my I'll son to it. I will take my son to this if he's down here with me because we watched the first two together and he he loved those.
1: But I mean, not to not on a tangent, but it seems like this is a, a common thing that's happening now in Hollywood. He had Halloween that had Halloween one, Halloween two, Halloween blah, blah blah. And then this reboot is like, oh, this happens right after Halloween one. Now we get to Terminator doing the same thing, but
0: here's with here's the difference with Terminator. It's James Cameron coming back. It's not just hey, we got an actor from this film that has been around, hasn't been on for twenty years. It's James Cameron going back to do something he created. He created the Terminator series. I understand, but I'm just saying it's, it's a common thread here. Yeah, but this is licensing too. This he's got it licensed back to him. It's not just like it's not just uh, whatever company made it goes hey, let's make another one. But yeah. the thing is though, it's true. It's true that they're doing this, but personally I prefer to have the true sequels that we, we wanted years ago. We want we want them now. Yeah. I wanted Linda Hamilton in Terminator three. Didn't get that. It didn't happen. I wanted James Cameron to do Terminator three, but he, he was doing something with a makeup artist on Titanic and that screwed up the whole thing. I always say that. I was I blame. Fault T- his fault. I blame Titanic for no Terminator three. Yeah. I will always say that. So even know that made like a billion dollars, and it's like what the second highest-grossing film
1: behind. I ap- think he made the right choice financially. I financially? Think he did. Well, J-
0: here's the thing with James Cameron. Let's say this too: Has James Cameron ever had a, an actual bomb?
1: The TV show he made, I guess. Was he executive producer? Or was he actually like involved? I don't remember Do you that. Remember?
0: Dark Angel. You're talking about? Was yeah. That- I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I'm gonna actually have to look that up. But think of the movies he's done. I mean. I mean I have to go
1: back. It'd probably be something really early on. You'd,
0: you'd have to go. I'm okay. I'm looking up right now and see what, what what James Cameron did. It was created by James Cameron. And that's it. I mean, so it's like his ideas. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that um, you know, it's gonna be great. But okay, so I'm looking quickly at his major film list here. Alright, nineteen let's let's go through this major films list. Let's see what duds he's got in here. Okay, I see. Okay, a little bit. Let's do it. All right, the Terminator. Rambo, First Blood Part Two. Alien Wow. I did I didn't know that. Aliens. The Abyss. Terminator two judgment day. True Lies. Strange Days, which I don't know.
1: Strange Days is a bomb. What's a bomb?
0: Okay. Titanic. Uh
1: he- the, the Abyss was kind of a financial bomb.
0: Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it still did kind of, okay. Uh, Avatar, Sanctum, Sanctum? No, I didn't see that one. Never heard of that. Okay, so, all right, so, but, okay, so he he's had some bombs, but in, financially, he has two films on this list that have made over a billion dollars. I agree, yeah. So. He's, he's but, got a good track record. I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go so with So does Michael spin. Bay.
1: So does Michael Bay. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> you just pooped all over my theory with that. <laughs>
1: You had to say Michael Bay. Why Michael Bay? You said financial. He did. Yeah, he made billions of dollars off t- Transformers. Oh, so.
0: Yeah, but you had. Oh, you had to put that in there. And his movies. Sorry are to on you. And his movies are successful, but his movies suck. So, but James Cameron's not that type of person. He doesn't make the let's run slow motion away from the explosion. Right. Oh, I hate you for saying that. You just. <laughs> Thank you for ruining my whole theory, but let's move on to Black Mirror.
1: Um, this was uh, some exciting news. I don't know how much credence can can this be, but according to Jim Jimmy Simpson, uh, he uh, who played in the USS Callista Callister, man, all bad. Um, there may be a spinoff series in the works,
0: like a full blown full blown series, like a whole USS Callister.
1: TV show. Well, it says series creator Charlie Booker has told Jimmy Simpson his ideas for a possible USS spin spinoff, and they are expletive awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm not excited. Be- no, no. Why? Because I don't need a, a Star Trek knockoff. Called I have I have the Orville, which is the comedy side. I don't want another one. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a fun little universe. But I don't need a, I don't need another Star Trek knockoff. Which is which obviously it's going to be. Yeah. And and if the Orville wasn't around, maybe I would.
1: Um, I mean, it could be, it's just a pitch I think right now. So this could just be a conversation Charlie Booker had with, with Jimmy just so like, Hey, these are just stuff. Hey, if this, if this does well, we can do it. I don't know. Uh, But he's, he's down. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Simpson's down.
0: But um, you, gotta, you gotta get the whole cast back too. You have to get Todd from Breaking Bad to be the captain
1: again. That's not hard.
0: No, I know, but
1: I'm just saying. Wait a I, minute, do you have to though? Think if about if, how that show ended.
0: That's true, but yeah, I mean, I liked him though. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not interested into in it. I mean, No. I'm trying to figure out how the Orville kind of trumps it already. i already got the Orville, which is a, a Star Trek knockoff. I don't need another one. Sorry. Okay. I'm, are
1: you excited? Would you be excited for it? I'm excited about the idea, but I, I'd want to see more before I made a decision, like flat out.
0: So but here's the thing though. If if uh Charlie Brooker says let's do this, it's gonna go to Netflix probably. But yeah, so so then we can watch it. So then it'd be <laughs> so I'll be like, okay.
1: I'm um, still waiting for a Galaxy Quest reboot or, or continuation. Yeah. I'll still watch that if it comes yeah, out.
0: We already lost one actor from that. And it's just Tim Allen's got a TV show now. Cool. I don't know. It just, I would love that. That's what I would love. I would love a TV show of Galaxy
1: Quest. Sam Rockwell's still alive. alive, Sort Weaver still alive? They're all alive, but one. Yeah. I would love that. That's But to me, that
0: wasn't so much a parody or a knockoff of Star Trek it was an homage you knew they were talking about Star Trek but it didn't look like Star Trek to me okay it didn't feel like Star Trek I don't know maybe well maybe because when it came out it was like the late 90s I don't know hmm I don't know I got the Orville so I mean the, to me the, if you look at USS Callister it kind of reminded me of the the look kind of reminded me of the Orville Sort of, yeah. The, co- the, the, the uniforms and stuff, so I don't know. I but
1: think this one was more of a uh, knockoff of the original show. The original Star Trek, not the Star Trek Next Generation. Uh that's true. Yeah. Slightly different. Yeah, so slowly. Subtly. Subtly. All
0: right, let's move on to this. I'm excited about this. FX uh, is finally giving us some details on the TV show Why, The Last Man. It's going to come out in 2020. I really don't have much to say about this, uh, except we have a picture with uh, York Brown and Ampersand standing around a bunch of dead men. Now, Mm -hmm. this is something I've been one for years. Tell me more. Well, you know this. I mean, it's a comic book. You know the story about it. He's the last Y chromosome. He's the last man on Earth. It's based on the comic, and it's just... I love the idea behind it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's finally getting made. It's been a long time running. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brian K Vaughn's work is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've read the comic. Um, I think that now is probably a good time um, to have this kind of thing with female empowerment, me Too movement, stuff like that. So I think it's probably ripe for the picking right now.
0: And it's going to be on FX. So you can be a little edgier.
1: I kind of like A little bit,
0: yeah. A little bit. I mean, I've watched like, you know, like, it's sunny in Philadelphia and stuff like that, and they get a little more adult-oriented, so they can have a little bit more going on with this. Kind of like, like think like Walking Dead, like violence and stuff, they can go a little bit like that if they want. It's owned by Disney now, though. So. Not yet. I don't think it is. I don't think it's officially signed, but yeah, but it's still FX, though. Disney's not going to touch it and go, oh, well, this is Disney. and No, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Remember, they haven't touched Marvel. They haven't touched Lucasfilm. They're not going to mess with something that's working. I hope not.
1: And last but not least, the WTF story of the week. (laughs) I just had to put this in. This is halfway sci-fi related, but this was a big, huge announcement. Hulu announced today that uh, they have a new partnership with Marvel for four animated series and a standalone special. Um, I don't know a lot of these shows but I know Howard the Duck. Uh, So the four shows are MODOK, uh, Hitmonkey, Tigra and Dazzler show, Howard the Duck, and Marvel's The Offenders. I didn't say Defenders, The Offenders. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Do you want to go through these? Yeah, go ahead. Go through them. This is interesting. Okay, so Marvel's MODOK centers around an ego mechanic, Ego maniacal maniacal, super villain with a really big head and a really little body who struggles to maintain control of his evil organization and his demanding family. Uh, It's got Pat Oswalt as an executive producer along with Jeff, Jeff Loeb Um, hit monkey tells the tale of a wrong Japanese snow monkey mentored by the ghost of American assassin. Uh, That sounds interesting. Uh, Let's see. Tigra and Dazzler. I think Dazzler is probably the Dazzler comic from the seventies. Mm-hmm. A story about two woke superheroes and best friend Tigra and Dazzler as they fight for recognition among powered people who make up the eight million stories in Los Angeles. Uh, it's got che- Chelsea Handler as a executive producer. We've got Howard the Duck. Do I need to describe Howard the Duck? No. Based on the '80s movie. Don't even say it's based on the based on the comic book. Let's just say that comic always. book and then an '80s movie. Ugh. Uh. Kevin Smith is attached to this as a writer, so,
0: so that could cool. be good. I mean, he he loves his comics, so he'd probably be loyal, faithful to the original material.
1: And the Offenders is basically like the Defenders. It's a team up between all of these characters. Oh,
0: so basically, what it sounds like is they're taking the Netflix formula they used and moving it over to Hulu. Pretty much. That's what that's what I, I I'm I'm sensing here.
1: Um, in an animated fashion, though, instead of live action, which is probably better to do. It's cheaper.
0: Yeah, and you could be more more true to to the comics themselves by going over the top with the animations instead of trying to make live action people do things. And and a talking duck is kind of weird. I mean, granted, we did see him in the Avengers film. I believe it was the one of the Avengers films. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it sounds interesting, but.
1: I mean, it could be good. I'll check it out. Well, I mean, Hulu. Um, I think I said this in a past show. Is kind of like where Disney's going to take the adult stuff that they can't show in their Disney Plus streaming platform. Right. They own a huge stake in Hulu now, so it just makes sense. Um, this kind of stuff you won't see on you know the the Disney networks. <laughs> of course
0: not. Yeah. But I think they're, I'm glad they're doing this. I mean, they, here's the thing: Mar- they have so much stuff to play with now. They own Marvel, so they can essentially make anything and everything they want, barring a few few odds and ends here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, th- there's probably corners of that of that of that of that uh, comic book uh, empire that they've never even thought of touching yet. That people be just like, "Oh
1: my God, do it!" Well, now that they uh, they own this huge stake in Fox, they all that money. Needs to go go towards making content now to recoup their their losses there.
0: That's true. And uh, they want to put Disney stuff on Fox, they could. Yeah. So you never know, but we will see. Uh, Disney scares me. They own everything now. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the movie this week. It's the documentary called For the Love of Spock that came out on April 9th, 2016. And this was directed by Adam Nimoy, of course, Leonard Nimoy's son. 111 minutes long. Did you have any expectations when you went into this film?
1: I mean, I I just had vague ideas of what it would be. I know they would touch up, touch upon Spock and um, Leonard Nimoy, obviously, but this took a it's a long journey.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I'm and, and basically stuck with Spock. I mean, they even said at the beginning, you know, we we're going to make a documentary for Spock. My father died, then we of course threw my father in there a little bit too, but it was interesting to see his journey from. His humble beginnings in, in Massachusetts to his pre-Star Trek days to you know all the stuff he did in between.
1: Oh yeah, this and, was a well done documentary, and I like the fact that
0: the thing that I was worried about was that Adam was gonna um, not be as honest and f- forward as he sh- he could have been. He came out and said the whole thing about the lawsuit with Paramount. Which I didn't know about. I didn't know about it. See, I don't know much about this. He came out and said things about his father and him having issues throughout the years, which I'm glad he said that. It just didn't like, oh yeah, that's my dad, la, 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 la. Okay.
1: Yeah, it wasn't sugar-coated,
0: which is good. No, He talked about his parents' divorce. He talked about his second marriage. You know, He talked about his father's drink. I like the fact that he he didn't um, taint the material. And that's the one thing that I was scared of when I walked in. I'm like, I hope it's not all... Flowers and sunshine. I hope. I hope we get a little bit of the dirt that happened because you know no one has a perfect life.
1: Yeah, and, and it was also interesting to see how much of Leonard Nimoy was in Spock and vice versa because it seems like a lot of things that were his iconic moments were out of the mind of Leonard Nimoy.
0: Yeah, well, like the, I didn't realize the whole uh, the Vulcan salute thing was you know actually a, a, a Jewish thing. Yeah, had no clue. I was like, that was like, wow, mind blown here. I, I really love how they they showed that, and I love how he talked about how Gene Roddenberry made the pilot, and it bombed, and they were going to make another episode, and he's like, I'm bringing Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy is going to do it, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, the rest is history. It's just, I, I I love that.
1: Um, yeah, there were a lot of good moments in here. I, I highlighted some here, um, but yeah, basically. Before he got Star Trek, he never kept a job for 2 weeks. So, he was so excited to get this job. Um, the thing about when he was first put in the makeup chair for Spock and they showed that um his hair was different, his ears, they had a problem with his ears, you know, all that different mm-hmm. stuff behind the scenes.
0: I like I like the fact that he even said that they were uh he took any job that paid money because, you know, he didn't know how long this ride would last and you saw people that were making money and spending it just as quick and then they were broke trying to, you know, get to their next job just to get a few dollars in their pocket.
1: Oh yeah. He did not shy on the paid endorsements.
0: No. Man. He whored himself out. And I was like, okay, well, he was honest about it though, too.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the that is the life of, of an actor. You have you don't know when your next paycheck's gonna happen. So you gotta save, save, save. Yeah. And especially yeah. back back
0: in the day too, you didn't you didn't get like syndication rights or any of that stuff. It was you did your episode, here's your money, and we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, and I had no idea about the the lawsuit that he had with Paramount and them using his likeness and you know not reimbursing him. That's just wrong.
0: Yeah, that was that was interesting. I mean, because as I know, as Star Trek the Motion Picture came out, I didn't realize there was issues and the fact that he's like. I'm not doing any. I don't want to see a script until they they settle this. And the fact that the Paramount's like, we need Spock in this film. We're gonna we're gonna settle this lawsuit right now. And here you go. Here here's your money and here's a script.
1: Yeah, um, it was also also interesting seeing the the trials and tribulations they had to get this show in front of an audience because of you know they had negative connotations to his ears, looking like a devil. Uh, this was a Bible belt, so they wanted to like make his ears less pointy. Uh-huh. Um, You know, his, his first review of the show, you know, they, they said it was boring and you know, confusing and it, it trudged to watch, you know, and then they talked about the other stuff, like the conventions, the first time we went to a convention in, in 74, or 73, how, how huge it was. It was like triple.
0: Yeah. They were expecting what, like 500, they got like 1500, something like that. It was just mind blowing. Yeah. Um I love the one time where he was on stage somewhere and he was talking about he read from he read a review from like Star Trek when it first started how it sucked how how William Shatner was like st- like stone cold and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: it's like and everyone's laughing like really William Shatner Captain Kirk? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of good stuff in here. Um, a lot of good interviews too. JJ uh, Abrams, Nicholas Meyer, who was a writer and director for the the movies, mm-hmm. um, yeah, good stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the and that was the one thing. What scares me about some documentaries is who are you going to interview? Who do you get to interview? I want people that I know, or name recognition, or you have some street cred behind you. And the names they got were huge names. I mean, they got people that were in the in the in the motion the the reboot motion pictures. They got J.J. Abrams. They got actors from the original series. They yeah. You know, the, his his brother was there. Um,
1: it's, like, he was on the show of Big Bang Theory talking about the documentary. Yeah, because I remember that episode
0: when he was on there saying, "I'm gonna make a documentary." But yeah, I mean, it got surreal at that point when he's actually doing it. Um, and the other thing that I like too is the fact that they got, and I thank everyone for doing this. I'm. I'm glad that they got people to, or the companies to give them rights to show all these clips. They had clips from everything. Oh yeah. I mean, we had the original show. We had the, all the movies that he was in. We had like mission impossible, everything you could imagine. They had, they had clips for it. And I was like, yes, spot on. I love that.
1: Yeah. They did it right. I mean, I think um, having Adam be his son probably didn't hurt things, you know?
0: Yeah, I think th- I think that was part of the clout too. It was like, "Hi, I'm I'm Adam Nemo. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Come on, let's talk. Yeah.
1: It was interesting.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was uh, really good. I I mean, and- I was just like I was just impressed. I
1: got sucked into it right away. Yeah, and I didn't know the controversy that happened with his his him being a director. Um you know, he basically, what he directed three and four, or was it only four?
0: He directed three and four. Three was his his directorial debut.
1: Right. And then four, they said, you could do whatever you want. And of course, he had to put the whales in there.
0: <laughs> and I love that they were talking to uh, the woman that played the the main lead in that one, how they were at his house, and he was playing the whale songs on the records. I mean, he was really uh-huh. getting into it. That's how deep into this project he was, you know, dedicated, that he actually got to that point.
1: And I didn't know he did Three Men and a Baby. I love that movie when yes, it came
0: out. I do remember when he, I remember that when they said, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, he did that.
1: Yeah, they talked about his successes, his
0: bombs too. Uh, it was just, it was just a great, a great journey.
1: And I think you can enjoy this even if you're not a huge sci fi fan because it's a good human story.
0: Mm-hmm. The parts I really enjoyed the most were the non Star Trek parts. Because just his life. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, what did you do after Star Trek? Okay, oh, you were doing Fiddler on the Roof? That's awesome. I never knew that. Yeah. You know, I love the fact we got to learn more about Leonard Nimoy, not just Mr. Spock.
1: Well, I mean, the other stuff that I liked, I liked the fan mail sequence where they talked about all the fan mail that he got, and he answered everything. And they got delivered to his house by mistake. I love that. People are knocking on his door asking to go inside. Come on. Yeah. Um. But he was always in character. It seemed when he was on, when he was on the show, even mm-hmm. when he was at home. So I know it was difficult, probably, for Adam and his sister. But
0: yeah, I, I think I think it was. But then, of course, he wasn't home much either. Like they said, he was working long days. He'd come home, he'd read the script, go to bed, go back to work, and then on weekends he'd fly out to do some, like you know, wherever he was going to get paid. And he'd fly back. And he said one time he's like flying back. It's like two in the morning. He'd go back. He'd go right to the studio, crash for a few hours, and they put makeup on him. And a couple hours later, he's, he's on the set. Yep. This was a fun ride, and I'm so glad that we watched this.
1: Oh, one bit of trivia that I found out after watching this. What's that? Um, Adam Nimoy is married to Dax from Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. Mm. Terry Terry Farrell. Interesting. He married last year.
0: Keep so. it keeping it in the family. Keep it in the family. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I didn't he never mentioned that either.
1: Well, this was this came out um before he got married. This this came out in 2017, he got married last year.
0: Okay, because his second wife, I guess she died. They he never she passed away. I don't think they ever said explicitly she died, but the way he talked about it, it seemed like she had passed away.
1: I didn't do the research, but he when he said terminal cancer, I Right. He said something yeah. something
0: about he mentioned the eighteen months and I'm like, I think she dies. But he never he never goes there with that. I'm like, okay, that that's fine. We don't, you know, it is what it yeah. is. Okay, so this came out before his third marriage. That was that was interesting. And I tell you, he looks a lot like his father. Oh yeah. I was He's like got the nose. Oh yeah. He's got yeah, he definitely looks like his father. I think that's it. So okay, how would you rate this? this documentary, but how would you re- recommend this on scale one to 10 for people?
1: I mean, for a sci-fi fan, it's definitely a nine. Mm-hmm. If you're not a sci-fi fan, you may rate it a seven or something like that.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think I agree with you. I, I like nine, seven for the non sci-fi fans, but I think people should watch it because everyone knows who Leonard Nimoy is. People should watch it just for his, the human side of it. Mm-hmm. It's, right. It's not just the Star Trek side. It's the human side human behind the alien. <laughs> definitely. And definitely go check it out, folks. For the love of Spock. All right, Brian. That's it this week. Where can we find you online?
1: I uh, can find me on Instagram or Twitter. It's Brian Says. And of course, we're at sayproductions.com
0: slash sci-fi watch. You can catch us there all the time. I don't even know what we're doing anymore because I did not put it in the show notes. We Last week we did. Um, what did we do last week? you remember (laughs) you don't remember either do you i don't remember
1: this is so wrong how we are old what did we do next week we're doing some more shorts
0: next week yeah we're next week we're doing um sci-fi shorts volume five so keep watching on the facebooks and whatnot last week we did as i scroll through the website last week we did um beyond Beyond. we did beyond which was a long short (laughs) So we did that. And of course, on Wednesdays, we have, well, this Wednesday, we're doing Travelers Season 1. So check that out. And Thursday, of course, we're doing Rick and Morty. So uh, check all the stuff we do. We got three episodes a week here, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And of course, you can email us, give us comments, questions, complaints, sci-fi at sayproductions.com. Leave us a voicemail at 774-327-2948, 774-327-2948 at seven seven four three two, say it And join us Monday nights live, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 12 midnight UTC. Head over to sayproductions.com slash YouTube. Well, my friends, that's it for this week's episode. And until next time, have a good one.